Oh, you weren't expecting to see this face, were you? I feel like I did it the last time that I had to take over for Christian, uh, you know, on like the, the main mic or whatever. I feel like I said the exact same thing, which is fine because, you know, he's busy. He's got things to do. So, of course, he let the kids play yet again. Coy's here. That's what's up. Brett's on the ones and we're twos. We're in, in well. house. I like that we're in. Look, we're like, in house. We're in house. This we're is in great. House. Like we're not zooming. No, like, we're in the space. We're, we're here. It's great. We're here. In so, house. In studio. No Christian. Absolutely. But, no rules. But well, that's not true. We do have to do a few things. Like first of all, I do have to point out the fact that we're on Spotify. Right there, you see it. We're on Spotify. So be sure if you're listening to it on Spotify. Make sure you're following. Make sure you're giving them reviews, man. Make sure you let your fam know. We're also on Apple, all of the podcast channels. We're on all of them. So, like, hit us up. Show us some love. Five stars. All that good stuff. We also got merch. Got them shirts. That Black Knight. See, I wonder if Koi's going to say anything remotely off base since Christian's not here. (laughs) I feel like he's going to rein it in just a little bit. But you got the Black Knight. You don't know-ish. Sith Council. Show some class. The Top Gun guy. All all the classics, man. And, of course, the Capes and Cal. So, show a little class. Uh, grab some merch for sure. And of course, we have the Patreon. This is a great way to support the show. If you're trying to figure out how to support the show, you get a lot of perks depending on what tier you choose, including the rewatches uh, and one-on-ones with Christian and Brett and Kate's Playdate, all that good stuff. So make sure you join the Patreon. And finally, if you just are, I'm not spending money on you clowns. The least you could do is subscribe to the channel, man. It don't cost you nothing but a quick click. We're trying to get to 70K and we are so so close. But for now, we going to talk about everybody's favorite vigilante. And no, I'm not talking about Batman. I'm talking about the one that may be a gigolo in one universe and a gun-toting, vengeful mother F in another. So let's do it, baby. Capes and cows, we on. Sickest intro in the biz. I'm Winston A. Marshall, a.k.a. The Swaggy Blurred, holding down the host chair for today. But, of course, I'm here with my uh, partner in crime, the the uh, Spider-Man, to my, or the Deadpool to my Spider-Man. Uh, wow, Miles and Deadpool have got to be, like, a really weird combo. I can't even imagine them meeting. Like, how uncomfortable would that be for everybody? Because he's like, well, you're a little Spidey, huh? <laughs> yeah. And then Miles is like, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I don't think Miles would even want to meet. Well, well, especially because Miles, I know, is bi. And right. so I'm sure Deadpool would lean oh, into that. Oh, he would hit on him be like, so hardcore and be like, I'm like, just turned 21. Just be Cause easy. Because they aged him up recent, and yeah. that'd be a little less uncomfortable. Just be but easy. Like, do, not, do not Leo this. Because you know Wade hits on Peter Spider-Man all the all time. All the time. So, like, all the time. Miles in that, like, Morse felt suit, his colors, yeah. the black and red, Oy. no blue, a little bit of popping. Uh, we're talking about this today. I'm I, very I, I can't believe that that's how we decided to start the uh, show. Yeah, but a little bit yeah. of uh, hitting on Miles. A little, little commentary. Little, 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 little. You know, he's uh, Peter's black cat in the comics right now. There's a little uh, Felicia action going on. And I always liked their relationship because he always, rec- like, she always seemed to me like representation of his letting go of mm. responsibility, mm-hmm. like the freedom of Absolutely. what you could be as a vigilante. So after all these, like, horrible things that happened to Peter, I always thought it'd be interesting if he landed with Black Cat as a way to be like, I can be a guy yeah. as well as I was power th- and responsibility. I just always thought it was so interesting that how Marvel and DC from time to time really can just mirror each other. So it's mm. like, you know what? We're going to take the, the top defender of quote-unquote New York and we're going to have him date a cat burglar-esque yep. anti-hero villain that like kind of whoops his ass but also like loves it. him and he's kind of into it. The black latex and he's like, I support you know crime only right here. I'm just, I'm, I'm literally imagining like me and you now going out in the streets and just living mirrored versions of each other's lives. 
You know, like you go out like a great date with your lady and have a good time, yeah. and all of a sudden like I'm serious, and then like a yeah, yeah. relationship we come in. I was just like, you out here getting gains, and I'm out here getting gains. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like it's just, it's, it's same, just a same, full, same, it's same, just same. a full. I'm just training to be in Punisher season six. Same, I got same, time. different, different, <laughs> but same, 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 same. <laughs> uh, dude, this news like yeah. maybe my favorite announcement since we saw Toby's dick bring back the three Spider Man. Like this might be Sir. the my favorite of. Sir. of the- <laughs> God, this is. Um, um, it might be. This is why Christian didn't let us do this show by ourselves. This is like, this on the a, like as an adult. <laughs> just, just, he's like, I need, I need to be in the room. Well, if you're wondering what we're talking about, y'all, uh, it has been confirmed that John Burtonthal will be returning as the Punisher for Daredevil: Born Again. Uh, now the news broke yesterday. Well, it's Friday, so it broke Wednesday mm-hmm. um, that he would be returning as Frank Castle, uh, aka the Punisher for Daredevil: Born Again. According to Comic Book Movie, there's been talk of of uh, John Burtonthal potentially reprising his role of the Punisher for the now defunct Netflix shows for quite a while. But the rumors really began to pick up steam following the MCU's debut of. Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio as Daredevil and Kingpin, respectively. The news finally broke that Frank Castle will indeed be making his presence felt in the MCU, and Burnthal has responded to the announcement by sharing the following image on his Instagram account of him toning him to, it looks like those were the Uzis he was using at the time, or the Tech Nines, actually, and just kind of going off. Um, now, he's going to be playing his role once again as Castle uh, for the Disney Plus series Daredevil Born Again, as we mentioned before, uh, but we don't have any details yet on how he'll be reintroduced. Now, Burtonthal has previously made it clear that he has no interest in playing a watered-down version of The Punisher, which may indicate that this show will have a bit more edge to it than the streamer's usual MCU output. So, Koi, you hear the news? Burtonthal's back, bro. How you feeling, man? So I think this is as much a reaction to either the bad press that they're going through Mm. or the actual show is reacting. Mm. So it could be a matter of let's announce John Burnthal. It's been locked from the jump Mm. and let's get some good press out there. Or it could be a matter of, hey, we looked at what we've been doing. We listened to the fans. We're actually going to retool a lot of what Daredevil is foundationally. We, we're yeah. going to change the show. Because I do believe that John Bernthal has too much integrity as a man, an actor, and as Punisher to come back and do something he doesn't believe in. Absolutely. Like, there's no reason. He's set. Like, there's yeah. nothing that he needs to do. Like, John yeah. Bernthal's in a good spot with his career. So, unless the script is good, and unless, like, it's doing Frank justice. Yeah. Because I think that, honestly, season one was exceptional like up there with daredevil all three seasons Mm. but season two was a bigger drop down for me than Mm. any of the other seasons like as far as just like an a plus down to a c feels way worse than a bbc i need to i need to go revisit because i didn't watch daredevil three jessica jones three or i only got through like four episodes of punisher just because i don't don't remember what was going on but i just got distracted i it was really good i just it was like a c plus b minus but i thought season one was like an a a plus so yeah i just i just got off track so i need to go back and visit it but i will agree that that all of those castings were really well done, he, uh, with the exception of Iron Fist. Uh, his was, in my opinion, probably the best. I think he he probably nailed his character. Not that Charlie Cox and Vincent, uh, you know, and Mike Coulter and uh, Kristen Ritter didn't do incredible. They did. Right. They really did. Um, he just really embodied Frank Castle for me so, so um, expertly, I, I don't really. know I, I feel like Charlie work. Cox, Vincent D'Onofrio, Christian Ritter—they're all my Coulter—are all, Mike Coulter, are all um, beautiful 
representation, adaptations, translations of the character. Mm-hmm. They're all mm-hmm. they all do a character. Mm-hmm. Whereas John Bernthal, I feel like, is actually ripped from the page in a unique way. Like Fair. he his nose is broken the way that John Demeter Jr. draws right. him. Like he's literally almost so much the Punisher that he's one of the few actors where I have to kind of shake that. Yeah. Like I, I look at Downey Jr. and I'm able to see Downey Jr. because I loved him in Chaplin and uh, you know the other uh, the Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and yeah, like yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. But I still sometimes when I hear him, yeah. Tony Stark happens and I have to work at it. Yeah. And I think Bernthal is a similar level of casting as Downey, as Ryan Reynolds, as Liz Olsen. There's like a certain like, oh my god, you're the character. I I get you, but to be honest with you, all of those characters, um, I actually think that they. How do I put it? They they don't. I agree that they don't match necessarily what they were in the books, mm. but I don't think you're going to get any closer than what you see there. So I don't even necessarily translate it to a they're doing their own rendition. I just genuinely was like, okay, like that that matches up directly because I think they did the same thing with Samuel L. Jackson because prior to him coming out in Iron Man, that's when they started. If I remember correctly, the Ultimate Verse of Nick Fury became yeah, the was, Black. Where Brian Hitch drew him as Nick, yeah. exactly. Um, versus the older white dude with the... The, the Hasselhoff. Hair. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But I agree with you. I think that uh, this has been known for a while mm. by the MCU. I think that they very much had this in their back pocket. I think it would have been a much stronger reveal in a hype machine to have said nothing, mm. and you wait until maybe the last trailer and you just see, like... The, you just see like the logo coming out of like the shadows being like, <sighs> I guess we're going to have to kill somebody. I, I, don't, I don't know. Whatever. That's like, why I think they need like this is a year out. I think they need some good press. I, and I, I think there's no better press than the goat. But that's that's what I agree with you is I think that that would they bought them some time with She-Hulk when Charlie Cox did show up. They yeah. tried to use that way too early because you still Agreed. had like four or five episodes before he even showed up longer than that. And actually. He made it the show. Right. That was the issue is right. like it became the where's Daredevil show to the point Absolutely. where they had to put it in the show. Absolutely. And so like you had both that um but but you notice when that happened in the same way that with Hawkeye the minute Vincent D'Onofrio showed up there the minute Charlie Cox showed up in uh No Way Home what it did to energize people. Yeah. I agree that while Ant-Man is still doing fine it did not do what they wanted it to do it i honestly really think took kind of a little bit of a, of a nosedive and people are starting to hit the panic button and yeah. i think that they tried to be like okay calm down i think it's an overreaction of people are reacting i don't think ant-man is in a comfortable spot but i don't think that one movie not making a lot of money and maybe even losing a little money because it might is a oh my god we've made 37 of these and they're all failing like we've had way more goodwill built up to this point and um, i think they just needed to go like let's plug the hole no, no, no. I, I agree with you, but I remember just while we have felt how we felt about Phase 4, as a general whole, people have just not taken to it. And for Ant-Man not to feel like it hit it out of the park to with start Phase, phase 5, yeah. I think that you're at that point now. Um, if you're in a relationship, you know, and like your girl's, like, your, your girl's like, stop doing this thing. Stop doing this thing. That's the last time I'm going to tell you to stop doing this thing. Yeah. We're at that point now. If if they have another situation where it is so mixed, it's not bringing the dollars it's meant to. That's why the Marvels is high stakes. Because yeah. Guardians is going to feel like James Gunn leaving, and it's going to feel like the end of the Guardians, mm-hmm. and it's going to do well, I think, almost no matter what. And I think it's going to be exceptional, no matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the Marvels is kind of Phase 5, Movie 2, Yes, to, to me. No, 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 I agree with you, and that's and that's the other thing, just just to that point, y'all, is that, like, I'm not saying that, like, Marvel is about to just fully implode. That's not, that we're, they, 
like Koi has said, we have built way too much of this up at this particular point. For it, it, it is too big to truly fail. But if you start losing this ability to actually push back on a lot of the filmmakers that are like, it's not cinema, it's not art, it's yeah. like whatever. Now it's actual dribble, and you're not ever crossing the billion dollar marker again. You're still hitting high uh, millions, but you're never crossing that billion again. They have kind of built a lot of where they are now off of what this is doing. You think about the Disneyland and Disney World expansions, how a lot of those are more Marvel-based than anything. Yeah. You know, you br you brought in Avengers Campus, but you added, like, the Guardians rides. There's two of them, uh, the Escape one, and then there's the Rewind Time one or yeah. whatever it is. Like, you are continuing to use Marvel as your anchor point right now, especially because... Your live action Disney stuff is doing okay. It's and not Star doing Wars what you is want. At least two years out from and the movie. Star Wars Maybe ain't ready. Three. And celebrations taking a year off, I think, to recalibrate everything. So Disney is putting a lot on Marvel. I agree. But if you look at this announcement, it's the best possible one. Like yeah. I'm more excited for Burnthal coming back than Downey or Chris Evans coming back. No, no, no. I I agree with that. I I because that comes with plot problems. Well, well, I mean, it does with that. Not really. Remember, you got a multiverse. Yeah, That's but easy. I think that well, we've talked about how that undermines the arc that was the first three phases. Like, I don't. You can do I it. don't disagree. But the way they come back, they can't come back in the same capacity. So yeah, but if, if they, they if they come back in human flesh, it's gonna feel like other oh, lot. Like it's not. You're not gonna. There's no way a human being. That looks at Downey Jr. goes, oh, but that's a different Iron Man, and feels that in their fucking I soul. I disagree, only because I think about Multiverse of Madness, even though that's not my favorite movie. I, literally, John Krasinski just chilling there. Literally, Black Bolt. But I that cannot... was played by no, no, a no. different actor. No, 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 no I understand that, but like Black Bolt being there, yeah. um, the, the same actor from, from Inhumans. But you didn't uh, have a lot of investment in Humans, I assume. I, I, I watched the whole thing because my homeboy was Gorgon in it. So sure, I, so sure. I, but, I, so but it's not but, the but same yes, as, as people. No, no, no. I get that. But I'm saying if it's a capacity where it's like, same with Patrick Stewart, mm. they're here for a minute, but they did not stay. So, right. like, again, we're all anticipating potentially them showing up in Secret Wars where we do get a variant of Tony and we only get him for, like, a movie and some change at, at most. But that would make sense. Oh, it'll it'll make canon sense. But I think plot-wise, it'll undermine the three-act structure we had through three phases of film to the point where when I saw Patrick Stewart in the movie, I didn't go, oh, that's a different one than the one that I saw mm -hmm. die in Logan. I went, man, they needed Patrick Stewart. Like, I didn't feel like sure. it was a variant. I felt like this movie needed Xavier, so they didn't care about him dying. Like, I mean, like in the comics sure. and something comes back, yeah, you're not yeah, like, yeah, yeah, whoa. Yeah. yeah, well, no, but that's, that's the thing. I, I don't think, I don't, Personally, I don't think you undermine it as long as it's not permanent. It needs mm. to be very temporary. It needs to be a situation where it's like, or a completely different role. So if you would you would have the theory that the AI for Riri right. will ultimately be Tony similar to like what happens. And it the, won't feel tangible. Right. And that's a key. Right. And and then you're then you're kind of getting to eat, uh, have your cake and eat it too. Right. And that's something that's straight from the comics as well. And that the Steve Rogers, Stan Lee, that's how I Stan Lee, Steve Rogers thing. Mm -mm. Having, having uh, as we get old man Steve, start through slowly through movies, make the Steve Rogers age, the old one, the 90s one, look more and more like Stan Lee. So that way all the Stan Lee cameos are canon as Steve Rogers looking over his people through time. That's actually hilarious. So every time you saw Stan, it was Steve looking out for everybody. That's actually really so funny. So you just like, over the course of five movies, start to deep fit like uh, Chris into Stan. That's crazy. I, I I mean I don't I don't hate the plan, man. And when they talk, it's Steve wouldn't know what he looked like at ninety. So it's a it's a way for him to like check in on the Avengers through time, and that fixes a lot of people being mad that he stopped like checking in because he's been there since 
Stan's been there. Well, talking about uh, you know more checking in and and kind of seeing where people are at, there was another story kind of tied to Daredevil: Born Again that Eldon Henson and Deborah Ann Wool are not expected to return as Foggy Nelson and pa- uh, Karen Page. Uh, now, obviously, we were talking just now about John Bernthal uh, and Frank Castle. This again from Comic Book Movie uh, being in Born Again, but it looks like two other supporting characters from the now defunct Netflix show will not be joining. Uh, according to THR's Aaron Couch, Deborah Ann Wool and Eldon Henson, who played Karen Page and Foggy Nelson respectively, are not on the roll call for the Marvel series, and it is unclear whether those characters will be recast. Sass. So the rumor, the rumors that both actors were set to reprise their roles did the rounds last year, but it may have been yet another case of internet grifters throwing possibilities at the wall to see if it would stick. Now, both Foggy and Karen are pretty significant parts of the Mac Murdoch's life in the comics, although they don't feature in every story, and even so, it would be seen as a somewhat unusual move if they didn't factor in a born again in some capacity so they may well be recast so again coy i I, i'll just start off in in the fact that this bums me out um i appreciate what henson did but i am a massive debran wool fan i have been that way since i you know was first introduced to her on true blood way back in the day like i'm madly in love with this woman um but she she has been so key um her and rosario dawson have been yeah. so key to like kind of being the connecting bridge for a lot of these characters uh, in these Netflix shows, which has been really cool. But but obviously been a huge part of uh, you know Cox's Murdoch and and how he's operated through the world. So you hear that the two of them aren't coming back. You got Burtonthal, you got D'Onofrio, but you don't have these two. How do you feel? Honestly, I think they're coming back. I I this is a year out, and mm. I imagine they'd be in at least uh, a couple of the arcs, but in a capacity where they could hide them. Yeah. I think Bernthal is going to be shooting outdoor scenes, and they had to get ahead of it because they're about to start shooting. Mm. I think that Deborah Ann Wall and Foggy are going to be in courtrooms, and yeah. therefore you don't have to show them. So that's what you do in that okay. last trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't have that reveal. That way, you have some pocket aces. And I honestly think that. If you recast them, it'll alienate the experience of the excitement of bringing back the other characters. Because I understand sure. that they're saying that, like, they might not be the Charlie Cox of that universe and that, you know, this is a different Daredevil. But even Charlie Cox's statements on it feel like they're navigating it in real time. Like, I don't know sure. how firm they are on that. Mm-hmm. And I definitely enjoyed Charlie Cox's different, more comedic, Mark Wade acrobatic flavor of Daredevil more than I enjoyed D'Onofrio's more comic take. Sure. So I think right now Marvel's going, okay, people were mixed on phase four. What worked, what didn't? Mm-hmm. When we're going into phase five, when mm-hmm. we're making an 18-episode series, mm-hmm. we're going to keep what's worked, and we're not going to keep what hasn't. I could see reacting to the negativity of Ant-Man and the negativity of Eternals, which I love, but the negativity of some of these films that um, they were doubling down on what if this allows us to get a darker overall r-rated tvma or approaching it because they're like hey this audience was huge on netflix we're now 17 years into the mcu by this point yeah, yeah. so or 16 i think it'll be but 16 years in that means that you know four-year-olds are 20 so you make yeah. this show dark and you allow the show to be the thing because punisher coming back this could spell a different born again than they had even announced at d23 because no. they are filming it in real time no 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 you're right um I do think that's the one thing that Disney has been very careful about ever giving us any R-rated installments. Deadpool and I know, 3, I know that's we're, I, no, no, I know we're getting Deadpool three in that regard. But just in the fact that since it all connects, mm. and part of what has made it successful is they have found, while it may live in that you know eighteen to thirty male category, they have found 
a franchise that is able to reach everyone. You're right. selling the toys to the kids and they're getting involved. You've got older folks being like, oh, that was pretty good. Like, you know, you you got boyfriends taking their girlfriends. You got the, the girlfriends being like, you going to watch this with me too? And be like, I don't even like that. I just watch football. Right, like, right. You know, like you, everybody comes to these movies and so, and watches these shows at this point. So there's always a weird line where it is easier for adults to go and watch a Miss Marvel that mm-hmm. might be more geared towards teenagers or young adults than it is to try and convince a parent to let their child go watch sure. something super violent and grotesque, but it's still apparently vital for them to see. So, like, I think we're going to get a dark daredevil. I think we're going to get that opportunity to see some, some uh, you know, more intense stories. Um, but I can't imagine they're going to go full throttle at least if they do, it would probably be in moments that, like, aren't vital, if that makes sense. I think the Hulu thing that we're hearing is not a coincidence timing-wise. It mm. sounds like Hulu might become a universal company with Disney relinquishing their shares in order to get Namor and Hulk fully. Mm-hmm. And if that happens, then all of the movies on Hulu you think they're gonna have release, to go to Disney+. Plus. They're going to release Hulu to Universal. That's the, that's the rumor. So the, as a trade, so, so so wait a minute. So when you're talking about a two T, talking about yeah. a, t- a trade here, a trade happening. We're gonna give you our star quarterback if you give us the two first round company. picks. Holy crap! And if that happens, where do all the movies on Hulu have to go? Disney Plus, their streaming right. service. You're gonna have R-rated TV. You're gonna have. I mean, Always Sunny's gonna be on Disney yeah. Plus. Look at the Boston Strangler poster. It's Boston Strangler Disney Plus logo at the bottom. <laughs> We're starting that direction. It's weird to see. Yeah. Like here nightly under Boston Strangler, I'm like Disney. But I do think that Deadpool is the gateway. And Deadpool's right after this. What if we get all of these darker things on this network? Then why not have it be an R-rated show if they have R-rated shows on Disney Plus? Yeah. Have a have the type-in thing like we already have to do, like yeah. put our age in. Yeah. And then, like, if you look at the Disney Plus shows, they're not nearly as connected yet as as they said they were going to be. Look at well, Doctor sure. Strange. Like, we didn't have yeah. the zombie strange from What If, like we thought it was. Well, So, I, I mean, Loki's no, obviously I, connected, I get, but, like... Yeah, I, I think we built too much into What If because What If was supposed to be kind of its we own. We were told it was supposed to be the connected. Yeah, no, I know. We were told. But think about it, what Miss Marvel is going to the Marvels. That's the first real big connection. Sure. Loki connection. But, like, if you watch well, Ant-Man no, Quantumania and didn't was... see Loki, you don't miss it. Well, He Who Remains is good to connect for us, but, like, you don't not understand who Kang is without that. No, 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 I, I agree with you. You didn't You didn't have to see Loki. It's no, essentially it's essentially like, did you ever play Metal Gear Solid? Yeah. Uh, did you ever play 5, the, the Phantom Pain? I didn't. Okay, so I they had it. so they had so you got to play, I didn't play it. it. It's very fun. Um, so they did a they did a prequel game that they released that had about like four hours of con- it was about a four hour uh, little mini campaign. It was called uh, Ground Zeroes, I believe. Mm. Um, if you don't play Ground Zeroes, Phantom Pain is still totally fine. But if you play Ground Zeroes, the, the amount of just like little things that like you're set up for to genuinely yeah. go is 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 monumental, and I think that's the same thing with Loki. You didn't need to watch it, but what the context that it provides you, sure, uh, the little energy boost that it provides you going into Ant Man Quantumania is is vital. But that might be the R rated stuff. Is that DLC? Like, if you have Deadpool, uh, you know, reference the X Men, but not introduce the X Men, then it's it's gonna enhance your X Men experience. There's no way they're gonna bring in the first new X Men in Deadpool, likely, because that's gonna be rated R, and that would alienate the X Men audience. That's gonna be PG thirteen. Right. But if you've got certain things happen, like Hugh Jackman passing the torch to just Wolverine, the new Wolverine, or you've got certain other things that occur that set up the X Men world, that would be the DLC. 
Yeah. That would enhance the world. And likewise, Daredevil could be an R-rated. Uh, this is Pipe Dream. But mm. Daredevil being an R-rated show might allow a more enhanced whatever's next that maybe kids can't watch. Well, you want to talk about enhancements, bruh. I'm going to tell you how you can enhance yourself, y'all. And that right now, it brings us to our sponsor of the show, AG1 by Athletic Greens, y'all. We talk about this virtually every show because they're an incredible, incredible partner to the big thing. But not just for that reason. It is genuinely that freaking good. I'm trying to tell you, man. Honestly, this is a situation where Christian found them first. He was trying it every day. He was telling us how much he loved it. Uh, you know, being able to get all those vitamins in one pack like that, Christian could not stop talking about it. He got us to try it, and we have been addicted. It has been so, so good. Um, you know, Christian likes to have it before his coffee. I personally take it before my workouts at this point. Um, I have completely replaced pre-workout with Athletic Greens just because of that boost that it gives me. Uh, you know, I genuinely feel so good getting in there like while I, I you know i drink it while i'm getting my uh you know active stretching going um and i just feel my body just like come alive it helps me keep uh you know my supplement routine going uh you know i don't always eat as many vegetables as i should it's one of the things that is so so helpful for that uh, and it's the healthiest thing that you can do for yourself in under a minute that's right with every scoop packed with 75 vitamins minerals and other whole food source ingredients so if you're looking for an easier way to take your supplements athletic greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase so go to athleticgreens.com slash big thing that's athleticgreens.com slash big thing and check it out again that's for a free year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs your body will thank you i'm trying to tell y'all real talk thank you so much to our sponsor ag1 athletic greens for hooking it up man be sure like people ask all the time christian brings this up if you're trying to figure out how you can support the show uh and you can't uh, you know, just straight throw cash at us like we scrippers. Uh, like, honestly, get get the the stuff that we have. Get the Athletic Greens. These are all products that we genuinely are trying. I know people love to try and come at Christian and be like, oh, stop trying to pedal stuff. Ain't no pedaling. Like, we, we, it was one of the few things that stayed behind us before the great flood of Los Angeles. <laughs> so, like, we genuinely use these products, and that is one of the ones that I, we can't speak, like, more, you know. Also, dead serious, I got to eat so much protein because I'm trying to gain, like, real pounds, like, good pounds. Yeah. And you don't always get, like, your veggies. Like, yeah, yeah. you don't always get the yeah. things you need to balance out stuff. So, yeah. it's been essential. I keep packets in my car so I can just throw it's it in smart. a water bottle, shake it up, and, like, be good to go. It's, so, it's, it's been good. It's smart, man. So, yeah, definitely please check out AG1. Uh, absolutely love it. So let's hop into our next story. This is another MCU rumor that's coming through, but this one for Armor Wars, uh, we know that used to be a show, but is now being moved into a movie. The rumor is that James Spader could be returning as Ultron uh, in the uh, Armor Wars film. Now, in the comic books, Ultron, this is again by comic book movie, Ultron was created by Hank Pym and ended up becoming one of the Marvel Universe's universe's greatest villains and no matter how many times he was defeated the sinister android always found its way back into 
the world. Uh, Ultron even served as a cosmic baddie for a time uh, against the Guardians of the Galaxy. Now, taking all of that into account, it's hard not to feel like he might have been wasted in the MCU despite being a fantastic villain in 2015's Avengers Age of Ultron, making him a one-and-done baddie close the door on all manner of storytelling opportunities. Then again, we never did see the Vision kill his father. Now... With Vision Quest and Armor Wars on the horizon, theories have been running rampant for a while that Ultron could return in the not-too-distant future. According to information obtained by moderators in the Reddit Marvel Studios spoilers uh, page, James Spader is indeed set to reprise uh, the role of Ultron in Marvel Marvel Studios' Armor Wars movie. Now, original plans called for that to be a Disney Plus series, as we mentioned before. Uh, with a decision later made that the story was big enough for theaters. Ultron's return sounds about right then, and it's incredibly exciting to think about the many ways that he could factor in the story. Ultron is fresh in all of our minds following his what-if takeover uh, and his threat to the entire multiverse. And after successfully inhibiting, uh, inhabiting what would become the Vision's body in the MCU, he acquired the Infinity Stones and used them to fight the Watcher and almost destroyed everything if it weren't for Captain Carter's teams. What, what did they call them? The, the Guardians of the Multiverse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Without the Guardians of Multiverse kind of stopping stuff. So only time will tell whether Spader really does come back as Ultron, but we're keeping our fingers crossed that it does happen. Koi, if we do actually end up with James Spader back as Ultron, what is this putting for you on like a level of like one to ten? Is this like a like a full on ten? Like holy crap, I cannot wait! Like it's always the Ultron's back, or is this like a a one? Like okay, I guess so I don't give a damn. Armor Wars was that like an eight for me? Okay, because to me it's like an Iron Man four. To me it's Rhodey finally getting his time in the sun. That dude mm. was supposed to have a number of spinoff movies mm. and like just didn't get them. And and I feel like legacy characters when they're planted that early, are really special. So he's like the guy I want to see. So right. for me, Armor Wars is already pretty high. Uh, and I also want to see Sam Rockwell back more than anything, and I feel like that's going to happen there. Yeah. Uh, but I would put this closer with 10 with the Ultron because I think James Spader is one of the villains that was the most underutilized hard stop, and I think Marvel's very good at pulling back the villains that they hear from the fans weren't used well. I think Taskmaster coming back in Thunderbolts is us getting a Taskmaster fix. I think there's certain villains that we've seen and been like, come on. Even, spoiler alert for Quantumania, it's been out for three weeks. I think that I didn't like Yellow Jacket that much, but I love how Yellow Jacket landed because of Corey Stoll's performance as MODOK. So... I think not only did we recently have it in What If, not only did they use Modoc, I mean um, Ultron in that VR experience at Marvel, which brought mm. us back two years before, we've had a lot of Ultron, and this would make it an age of Ultron instead of like the week of Ultron. Because yeah, like yeah, Avengers yeah. week of Ultron was not a long enough age, and like yeah. I didn't feel that ominousness, even though Spader's performance was incredible, right. the character didn't get to flex enough, and I know he did a lot of things, but right now we're more topical about AI than ever. If you've got Ironheart coming in, you've got the tech versus magic wars coming with Doom, You've got all these things with Reed Richards. It'd be a really good time for the conversation about how much AI is used in Wakanda, how much it's used in New York. And I think Ultron allows for a different kind of techie scope and it would allow for Armor Wars to have this like paranoid undercurrent in addition to just like Sam Rockwell button hits. Well, and, and on top of the fact that if you have a situation where we do end up ultimately getting Tony Stark as an AI, because I think yeah. that that's the way that you, again, I truly believe that's the way that you bring back Robert Downey Jr. without really forcing him to be back and sacrificing in my opinion a perfect ending right and 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 on top of the fact that like you look at paul bettany obviously who is uh jarvis for the longest time before becoming vision it's still a very engaged role but like you're you're all vr 
Right. Or VO, excuse me. So you can genuinely just kind of come in, do your lines when you need to do your lines and be out. Like, you And, don't and have what to... is sentience if white vision is separate from vision? Right. And what is sentience if the ship of Theseus metaphor gets brought into Ultron? Right. If you're talking about sentience in the how many original parts do need remain in order to stay whole and you've had a character stripped apart but also multiplied a thousand times, what is Ultron to Ultron and what is white vision to Ultron? Is that his son? Are they cousins? No, 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 for sure. I, what, what I was going to say is I think it then becomes interesting because remember the one thing that Ultron and the MCU hated more than anything is his own fathers. He hates Tony yeah. Stark like with a violent passion which in the comics if I remember even though it was technically Hank Pym's brainchild wasn't it the the working of Tony and Hank It was it was Hank as the father and right. later on Ultron took over Hank's body. There's right. like a half right. cyborg right. Right. Hank right. but right. Tony was integral in like the tech allowing for his right. birth. And so Tony's more like the mother. Like right. he was the womb which, of the tech. Which in this the flip side of that was they made it Tony a essentially played the role of Hank, and then uh, uh, Banner played the role of Tony as In far as, like, the support. And then also yeah. Thor was the, the you know, you needed the power of Thor. Mm-hmm. So Thor was the, the sperm. So you have a whole triplet family. You got a threesome. He was the sperm? He was the, the thruple. I would assume, I would call him more like the surrogate? I mean, you need that little zap. But also, that was for Vision. He didn't zap Ultron. Right, but existence. without Vision, you don't have Ultron. Like, Oh no, you're right. You're right. No, 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 no. You're, getting it, you're, getting it, you're getting it back. You're getting it totally back. He, <laughs> I'm on that. That what's what was was, our old sponsor? Blue, blue, blue. I was gonna say he was like the adoption agency. Yeah, that's I don't, true. You he know was what I'm like a, uh, the the stepfather because <laughs> the vision supplied Christ. the. Chris what? is gonna love this episode. Where this is? Oh God, <laughs> God, I hate us. But <laughs> I just genuinely think. Um, I agree. I Ultron is very similar to Brainiac on the DC side of things. Obviously, they have very similar. Uh, this idea where one of the main characters, there's a close tying to it. Obviously, Brainiac was not invented mm. uh, by Clark, uh, by Kal-El. There, depending on what story you're talking about, there's parts that Jor-El had some. Sure, f- which I never some, loved. It's it very is very Osborne it, basement Spider-Man. Yeah, it's like, we're not all the Sinister yeah, Six down here. So where the, regardless of where you would go, but the point is, what Brainiac is to Superman, what Ultron essentially is to um, you know both Iron Man, uh, Ant-Man, like the Avengers as a whole... He's the he's that technological threat that you always think, yeah, we finally got rid of it. No, yeah, he wrote one backup, 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 backup code, and he just has a brand new plan to like ruin everything. And I think we need that with villains because yeah. the, the Marvel problem in the beginning was they always killed their villains, right. and and we've fixed a lot of that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, if you can bring back one that recurs in the comics mm-hmm. and logically recurs, how do you get rid of internet? How do you get rid of code? Well, my my favorite that's the thing. Um, did you watch either uh, uh, Avengers: Earth's Mightiest Heroes or Avengers: Assemble? The both yeah. the animated yeah, yeah. shows. So like the fact that in Avengers: Assemble, like Thanos comes, they 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 have this whole saga of them dealing with the Infinity Stones. They finally fight Thanos at full power and whatnot. And uh, uh, I believe it wasn't Vision. Uh, Tony had a robot that his dad made for him, um, Arsenal. That was supposed to like that was holding on to uh, the stones because it could deal with infinite power. But there was a back door that Ultron happened to write his code into. And the minute he got the stones, he goes, oh, you screwed up, Tony, because it's me, Ultron. And then he's just like Ultron world. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, and that's the character. You can have those moments and they're not out of. Nowhere. They're not like Deus Ex Machinas. Right. Ironically, the ghost in the machine is Ultron, so it's right. not a Deus Ex Machina. Right. But it works for the story right. because I would like to see Armor Wars have an undercurrent of threat. Also, that that adds into the paranoia that we're going into. We've got mm-hmm. Secret Invasion. We've got Thunderbolts. We've got Miss mm-hmm. Marvel's end scene. We need that undercurrent of the world that hates and fears them. We need people to distrust heroes. Ultron would allow for that. 
I mean, again, like you said, if you, you end up in a situation, you have white vision kind of running around right now, there's, there is a very easy way that, like, if we get engaged with white vision, if we somehow are using that to eventually get regular Viz back at mm-hmm. some point, that, again, Viz is, is part Jarvis, but he's part Ultron Code as well. So, like, there's no way that there's no reason that you couldn't have pulled that out and inadvertently rebooted Ultron into a new, yeah. a new version. So... I'm excited about it one way or the other, man. I can't wait to see uh, what we ultimately end up doing. So we got uh, we got to do what one more. I know you, you have one to more. go soon, right? But you can do one without me. You have it. So go ahead. You, okay, you, you can you can do this one, man. All right, I'm going to give you guys a story straight from my phone. I saw a tweet that blew my mind. Responding to a tweet with uh, a KR1S1S9302, if that is your real name, uh, he asked, how much of the Chapter 1 slate did you tell us about to James Gunn? Shockingly, James Gunn responded, and I think these three words are as big a three words as I am inevitable in the MCU. In the DCU, James Gunn is inevitable because he responded less than half that is bananas i don't have a bunch of stuff to read about it because those three words are what matter three words less than half he revealed 12 properties Uh which means if he's being cheeky like he was about january and reveals january 31st Uh even if that's cheeky that means 25 properties if you double that plus one just to make it less than Uh 25 properties in chapter one is bananas so is that chapter one being a five-year saga. Oh, oh is, I see what you did there. I I was gonna assume that you it was like twenty-six because if you had you had twelve, okay, put one. You're at thirteen, then double it. But it depends. You could literally you, be like less double than, that one because if you cut twenty-five semantics and a half, that nobody is here for. So we're just gonna go back to what you were talking about. But I <laughs> give me some math. I, um, <laughs> but I, I, if you think about it, there was a number of things that were brought up. Like we have been told about this Themyscira, like Amazon show. We don't know if Wonder Woman's involved in it because it's supposed to be before, if I remember correctly, before she actually leaves the island. So yeah. whether or not she's around, who knows? I, I assume Wonder Woman is one of the, the new 13 plus. That's what I'm thinking. Um, so that's a big one. I think Zatanna's in there. I wouldn't be surprised with that. We don't have any news about, yes, we still have the Aquaman movie coming out, but we don't really know what's going on. So True. maybe that's the thing. We There have been the rumors of Lobo. There's been rumors of Static Shock like before Gun came in. So whether or not that's potentially happening one way or the other. Which There's I think also would be new a Static move. comics that are really good right now. Yes, and are. that's not a coincidence because they've no, even said the not. comics are going to be more tied in than ever. Mm-hmm. I think Static is... I'd put like an 85, 90%. Like I'd put static as high as, as Zatanna and the magic element. If some people are going to try and like be like, oh, well, it'll be about black shit. If uh, I guess there's the one swear, it's deep enough in the episode, we should be all right. Um, as the white guy today, I'm excited for Static Shock. That <laughs> but, I, but 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 <laughs> thank you. But I but I just mean in this I just mean in the sense it would behoove it would behoove DC to lean on those super popular non like standard white guy characters because again look at what black panther did yeah you know what i mean i know what creed just did well obviously but But like talking creed's numbers while things are in a weird spot i think the industry is weirder now than it was when black panther one came out no no no. i so i think creed is a real testament to hey make an incredible movie about voices that need to have their voices amplified and is a story that i like coy wants to see Mm -hmm. A hundred times because it's important to me, but it's even more important to people that aren't. No, 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 no. I agree with you. I was just even thinking just within the superhero scope. Oh, so gotcha, just, gotcha. just in the sense that, like, regardless of what you want to say about Captain Marvel, whether you liked it or not, it still did a Billy. Like, sure. let's, let's be let's be real about that. So you've you've learned 
any smart studio exec has learned that this is a game that everyone wants to be a part of. So it would only behoove you to look at those characters that will bring everyone in, period. Especially mm-hmm. these characters that have built a name for themselves and, and is only going to further... Um, bring an audience every button to the seat. So then when you do decide to eventually bring a justice society or a justice league back, everybody's there. Cause they're like, yo, that's my dude. That's my dude. That's my girl. That's my girl. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it would only be smart for them to do that. I don't think you come out of the gate with it. I think that that was smart to save that for, let's see how this first stuff goes because you did include a Superman. You included a Batman Mm -hmm. with a Robin because we've been asking for that since the Schumacher stuff. We've been asking for a Robin and it never came to fruition. Two Green Lanterns, one of which is Jon Stewart. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's really smart to come out of the gate with like, hey, we know you want lanterns, mm-hmm. not lantern. And also, we're going to do a show and make it long form. And on top of that, regardless of how you feel one way or the other about uh, 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 you know, the end of Snyder's Justice League, um, having Martian Manhunter, I think, is a huge thing, too, that people would be wanting to see at some point. And that, again, we haven't announced it yet, but there yeah. is always the room for that w- to come in a little bit later. You know what I mean? Do you think it's 25 properties? We're just going to use 25. It's a, it's a nice sure. clean number. If it's 25 properties, do you think it's 25 properties over five years? Or do you think we literally get monthly DC between TV and film? For I, like think, two? I think the five years are going to be the 12 he's announced. I think that he's just saying that chapter one will not close until we do another whatever. So I think what you're going to get is as you're getting closer to the end of that 12, maybe mm-hmm. around like 10 then it's like well you know we're kind of wrapping up stuff so what's next you say like mm-hmm. you know you finish brave and the bold you finish a uh, woman of tomorrow like what do we do now boom and then here it is like here's so you think they don't stuff. reveal any more until these start stupid. popping out i think it'd be super stupid i think part of what has bought james gunn a lot of grace right now is the fact <laughs> sorry the dude got in here uh, <laughs> always is, a moment know, um is the fact that you did not overload people because if things don't go right, you th- how do you wiggle out of it? You already yeah. see how Marvel is attempting to make a pivot because they announced so much, and then they're like, okay, uh, we're prematurely ending Phase 4 because yeah. it, w- it wasn't supposed to end with Wakanda and, and And I really think they had a lot of faith in Ant-Man kicking off things with Kang, and now they're like, oh, the thing we put our he- bets on. Did you watch the video I sent you? Which one? I, I sent one to you and Christian. Um, it's, oh, the guy's it's, points? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I liked most of them. Okay, well, but including, like, specifically how they were saying it seems like they really retooled Ant-Man, knowing that they were making this Phase 4, Phase 5 kind of pivot. Yeah. They seems like they really retooled it to be like, we really need Leon Kang right now. If we give him their big bad, then, like, maybe they'll they'll feel some type. And obviously, John of the Majors was phenomenal. Yeah, so, that wasn't like, the issue. Right. But but it was, it was very interesting how that story originally seemed to, like, based off of what he was, um, you know, guessing how it seemed to kind of line up originally and yeah. this big pushback between because it even felt like and I agree it did feel like a situation where it would have made more sense for Hope and Scott to be trapped mm-hmm. and then you give Cassie something to do to try and save her her parents essentially right. her dad and her stepmom it would have been good if that movie ended in a way where there was any consequence going forward beyond absolutely because like the issue is if you watch most marvel movies you you do need to have seen some of them before yes but this one which is supposed to be the kickoff and introduce our big bad i don't think there's any single event that occurs where you need to have seen this movie especially if you've seen loki 
And that's not yeah. good to kick off a phase. So I think they are realigning. I think that we, our Daredevil conversation ties into that. But in the DC vein, I also think the strength of what James Gunn is doing is I don't think they're going to need to have watched everything. I think no. there's going to be a universe that's shared, but also there are going to be things like the Batman and Joker, but other things that haven't even been revealed to be out of continuity Elseworlds. Yeah. So, like, you know, we've talked about how the authority is going to be in-universe. I guarantee there's going to be stuff that are in these unreleased numbers that aren't within the same continuity as Batman, Superman, etc. And that's so exciting. I think Swamp Thing might be rated R. I think there might be things that are surprising people because if he got to make the Suicide Squad rated R mm. when they were under the old um, authority, mm -hmm. pun intended, mm -hmm. then there's no way they're not going to experiment with R-rated stuff. And that's going to push Marvel and that's going to then push DC and that's going to push this slate. So I think we might get a movie or two announced at Comic-Con, but I don't think it's going to be the other half. No, I don't, I don't. I don't think the other half too. I think just part of it. And I know you got to run. I got to boogie. Um, so, hmm. There's one last story. Do you? Do you how you got You got to be there at twelve thirty, right? Uh, I got to be on the other side of town at twelve forty-five. I can do two more minutes. Okay, we'll do this quick then. Okay. So there, there is one more story that came out that Avengers King Dynasty writer reveals whether the X Men are going to appear in an upcoming event movie. Um, during the rounds to promote Quantum Mania, Jeff Loveness recently suggested he has no plans to include Phase Five characters like Blade and Fantastic Four in the King Dynasty. First family not factoring into the story, uh, but this is going to be an Avengers movie and not a Fantastic Four one. Uh, Loveless has now made clear the King Dynasty won't be where we meet the X-Men for the first time. So uh, I don't even really get in the quote. That's enough. That was from comic book movies. That's so. really interesting that he came out and said Blade, Fantastic Four, and Phase 5 characters won't necessarily be in Kang Dynasty because that almost implies a Shang-Chi situation where like Shang-Chi introduced him, but like Wong was there, but he mm -hmm. didn't really associate mm -hmm. and i think that was the strength of that film mm -hmm. is it didn't feel beholden to the whole mm -hmm. greater tapestry so mm -hmm. hopefully the lesson learned is let blade be a blade movie it should and like because that first blade is arguably how we got here all, uh, all, all of those movies in my opinion they need to be about themselves right let let them live in their own because i think that was the one complaint a lot of people had with spider-man is you made it so like iron man was so intricately involved i didn't think it was as much as people always he like the just kind of became spider-man which right. i like a six film origin now mm -hmm. but i remember being bothered by the fact that i'm like eh, it's about yeah, yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah, elements yeah. so if you let blade be blade but it's interesting that kang dynasty if they make it the Kang movie that I hear it is, that, like, you know, Jonathan Majors is the lead of this movie, I wouldn't want a character I just met to be uh, a scene filler. Or, yeah. like, that, that'd be disrespectful. Or to sacrifice the characters we want to see involved with these time hijinks because yeah. we've lived with them for five phases. No, I agree with that, man. Um, so, Koi, tell them where, where you're at, man, what you got going on, bro. Uh, you can hunt me down at Koi Jandro on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, trying to grow that YouTube out. Uh, I'm approaching 20K, you guys. I'm very excited about that. Um, I'm doing those first reactions that Christian inspired me to do, uh, walking out of the theater going, hey, this movie. And it's been fun because I actually uh, like walking out of theater talking to people and, like, the chaos of it. In, it gives me energy. So hunt those down. And uh, I'm really excited about the future of DC and Marvel. I know that a lot of negativity is the internet right now, but I think the John Bernthal announcement and other announcements are a testament to Marvel going, hey, we've earned your trust. We're going to earn it even more. Please take these with goodwill. And uh, very excited about the Bernthal announcement in particular because I do think he's one of the best casting decisions of all time. So I remember Save Daredevil being uh, an unbelievable effort, us thinking that would never happen. And now not only has it happened, but it's happening with John Bernthal and Zanofrio, and I think uh, Foggy and Karen as well. I'm very excited. Yeah. 
Wow, that was uh, that was the longest exit. <laughs> you know what? I said two minutes. I wanted to make him about me. All of the, the X Men, they don't matter. It's about my YouTube. You know, you know where to find me. I'm the Swaggy Blurred uh, here on YouTube, on TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. Please be sure to follow me over there. Got some good stuff rolling here. Obviously, here with Capes and Cows with Christian and Coy every Friday. Uh, but uh, over on my channels, man, lots of comedy stuff going off. Uh, reviews of both Bel Air season two. Uh, and other stuff uh, going on on my channel. So please come say what's up, subscribe, all that good stuff. And again, we've gone through it before, man. Y'all know, make sure you're on our Patreon, the Spotify, the merch, all that good stuff here on the Christian Harloff channel. We are trying to get it up to 70K. 70K is what we're trying to get to, and we're getting so, so close. So please be sure to do all that. We got nothing but love for you, Mother Fs. We will see y'all next week on Capes and Cows. Peace!